In today's fast-paced world wrought with deadlines and tasks that seemingly never end, many people find it harder and harder to make it all work. At best, they tend to lose some quality for quantity. At worst, they're not nearly as productive as they want or need to be. The problem is two things. Many people do everything they can all day long to keep from doing the most important thing they ought to do today to move their organization or their main goal forward. Or they look at their to-do list and they get overwhelmed. And many people get so overwhelmed, they do nothing. Hi again, I'm Tim Muma. Welcome to this edition of Moving Up the Ladder. David Horsager is our guest as he's taken on productivity and efficiency in his new book, The Daily Edge, Simple Strategies to Increase Efficiency and Make an Impact Every Day. Now, David is a business strategist, keynote speaker, and he's already a best-selling author, and he joins us now. David, thank you for coming on LGN Radio. Thank you so much for having me, Tim. Now, this is a topic, of course, that a lot of people are going to be interested in and oftentimes trying to find solutions to you know, productivity issues or being more efficient, that kind of thing. I was curious from your point of view, however, is productivity looked at in a different way now as opposed to, say, 20, 30, 50 years ago? Well, I think that's part of where I came out with this book. You know, everything we do comes under trust. In my graduate research, my first book that became a bestseller, The Trust Edge, we still believe a lack of trust is your biggest expense and there's a way to build it. So I think a lot of the productivity work that had been out there I, that, you know, I had read was, man, be productive, be efficient and, and don't care about anybody else. I do five minute meetings, smash everybody down. Who cares? <laughs> and I think that's the bias for this work. And that is in the daily edge, we believe in being productive and efficient and effective, but not at the expense of relationships, people. That's our business. That's our life. So I think at least we see it a little differently than a lot of the work that had been out there, specifically through the 80s, where it was really be productive and you know, kind of smash relationships on the way, at least in some of the work. Sure. Well, that's an interesting part is obviously we have so much technology now and it would seem that would make us more productive. Do you argue that in a way it hurts us, that we're just not using it right? What would you say in terms of productivity and technology? Absolutely. It can help us and absolutely it can hurt us. And certainly interruptions tend to hurt. And that's one of the things I tackle head on in this book. And that is how do we get rid of interruptions so we can do the most important thing right now and let the other stuff go? You know, so there's pros to it as well. I mean, I don't, I don't think we should necessarily throw away email like somebody, oh, I just hate email. Well, email, that's why I put it, you know, one of the tips is about how to use email. It's like, I have this way that I believe you can have basically 10 or less in your inbox on an ongoing basis, even if you get 300 a day, like I do. <laughs> but email can be a good communication. I know people roll their eyes, of course, but people, email can be a good communication tool. It can be valuable, but not when it's used in the wrong way, mm-hmm. not when it's taking interruption every time it comes in and certainly those things. So it certainly is both. And that's a, you know, that's a simple answer. Well, and with part of that, I had listed in my notes here, the heart of the system being the DMA strategy. Can you elaborate a little bit more on what that means? Yeah, I would say that's one of two major pieces, but they're all, they're all different. You know, it's 35 tips, sure. very quick, easy to use, actionable, one to three, four page tips. So one of them's DMAs and that's called, that's the difference making action strategy. And basically it changed my life. It changed many of the people that we serve. The problem is two things. Many people do everything they can all day long to keep from doing the most important thing they ought to do today mm-hmm. to move their organization or their main goal forward. Right. The other problem is people have to-do lists and the to-do list has 600 items on it. And so they get up and they look at the to-do list. To-do. They either get shotgun or machine gun by email first, or they look at their to-do list and they get overwhelmed. And many people get so overwhelmed, they do 
nothing. Mm. I wanted to quit seeing that. And especially this idea where people would, you know, I would go to bed at night and think I worked so hard, but I didn't get anything done. And so this little simple idea, it has just made it so that never happens. Right. Simply, you still might have your to-do list on your, on your electronic format or on, online or something like I do, but we narrow it down every day, start of every day. We take out a note, a post-it note, yellow, you know, 3M note, one, two, three, four, five. That's all you can have. The numbers one, two, three, four, five. Maximum five DMAs. These are the difference-making actions you could do today. The most important thing you could do today to move your main goal or your mission or your key priority forward today. Most in your role. So it might be different for the receptionist compared to the salesperson, compared to operations, compared to your personal life. Mm-hmm. But we put our five DMAs every day. So those five things have to be F-U-N, fun, we say. (laughs) They have to be first things first. The most important thing you could do today, put it down first. U stands for, uh, in the acronym fun, under the main mission or key priority. And the N, and you got to get this people, people, I say this and say this and people, I come back and they aren't doing it. The N stands for number attached. There's got to be a number attached on every one of those one, two, three, four, five. In other words, you can't be a salesperson that says, okay, the most important thing I could do today would be to make more calls. Hmm. You can say, I'm going to make five calls. Right. You can't say, I'm going to clean, clean my office. That's overwhelming. You can say, I'm going to clean two drawers or I'm going to clean for 20 minutes. You can't say, I'm going to appreciate people more. We want a nicer culture. You can say, I'm going to write three appreciation notes. There's a three, there's a number attached. So that's really critical. But DMAs, we've had people even say this strategy has helped them triple their sales in 90 days. This, it seems simple, but doing your DMAs is critical. Do the most important things. By the way, just to, to state it, to not be overwhelming, we try to be done with our DMAs by 11 in the morning. People okay. think, oh, it's, I fill them up. No, these aren't two-hour, <laughs> one-hour things. These are your most important things. And this is what I mean. People avoid that most important call that tomorrow isn't important or it's cold. And you've got to do that today, that one call, that email, most people read an email five to seven times. Wow. You got to get back to that person. You, you, you got to respond. You, you don't, you read it. Oh, I'll read that again tomorrow and deal with it tomorrow. No, I'll read it again, read it again. And they never get to it. You got to do that difference making action now. So the top five things you could do today to move the organization forward or your goal forward. Well, I really like uh, the mention there you had of having a number attached to it, because as you said, if you leave it open, it might seem overwhelming or you never really know if you're completing what you want to complete. I think that is a big part of it. I like that aspect to what you're talking about. What would you say are another one or two common obstacles that people face? I mean, you touched on a couple already and we obviously can't get to all of them, but what would you say are kind of the common ones you've come across? Obstacles in life, I'll go to a a very different heart-sided strategy in the book, but it's very important. It's called the seed strategy. And the obstacle is people, they'll go think, I'm going to accomplish this big goal. Or they'll go to get inspired by some <laughs> cheesy motivational speaker or something. And they, I'm going to do this. And then they get back to their real life and they just lose momentum, get back to the busyness, craziness, and they don't keep it going forward. Mm-hmm. And I say, if you're going to move any big thing forward, change a habit, move a goal, do anything, you've got to check, plant, and cultivate your seeds first. Seeds are important. It's another acronym, but if we don't cultivate our seeds, we have a hard time accomplishing anything big. And oftentimes, if you have trouble in your relationships, your marriage, your business, your work, you can track that right back to seeds. Here's the seed strategy. Seeds, first S stands for sleep. You're not getting enough sleep. You get sick, you get irritable, and you can't accomplish big things. 
The first E is exercise. We all know it's important, but just think, you know, here I am a guy that lost 50 pounds in five and a half months and it changed my life. Now I am not this big exercise every day guy, mm -hmm. but I just started thinking about movement more. I'm talking to you right now and I'm just standing instead of sitting and that burns more calories. It's more, it helps me stay more energized. So just think of, could I move a little more? The second E in the seed strategy is way more important than the first anyway, and that is eat right. What does that mean? Well, I say a little bit about it in the book, but basically uh, a couple ideas. One, if I make sure and eat five green vegetables a day, I make myself eat five green vegetables a day, I can handle some ice cream, no problem. <laughs> I force myself to eat some key things. I, look, we're made. Our body is a system, this human operating system. If we don't put the right stuff in, we don't get the right stuff out. You In business, you put right input in, you get right output, right? In first law of thermodynamics, energy you put in, energy you get out. Same with your body. You put the right stuff in, you get the right stuff. In. You got to make sure you put the right stuff in. People put garbage in and they expect good stuff out. Science doesn't work that way. You got to put better stuff in. D, along those lines, in seeds, stands for drink water. We're made of water. Turns out two-thirds water, you've got to drink. I try to make myself drink at least a gallon of water a day. And that keeps me healthy. I don't get sick. It just changes. And one of the ideas, uh, by the way, from my, um, when I lost uh, all that weight was an 80-year-old doctor, healthy doctor, challenged me and said, Dave, most men in America, if they just wouldn't drink their calories, they could eat exactly the same as others. They just, they lose 30 to 50 pounds in a year. And I knew that wouldn't be true for me because I don't drink a lot of alcohol, don't drink a lot of pop. But I just started thinking, when I get on the airplane on Delta, they offer me a, a soda right. and uh, I often say Coke. And I just made a shift. I'll take a Fresca. No calories in a Fresca. Somebody on your show is going to say, oh, that's got aspartame. It's bad for you too. I had to do one change at a time. <laughs> orange juice in the morning. People think, oh, that's got to make keep you healthy. You need your orange juice. No way. It tanks your immune system. It's full of sugar. Eat an orange and drink some water. So I had to make a shift. Don't drink calories. Last, the S of the seeds in the acronym stands for source of strength. And what we've seen, whether you have a faith beyond yourself or family or friendships, I see it all the time with top leaders, top government officials, coaches, pro athletes we work with, and others. If you don't have a source of strength beyond yourself, you have a hard time lasting at anything. Yes, for my wife and I, we have a faith in God, but we also have very close family connections, very close friendships. We have a source of strength beyond yourself. I sit by so often presidents of organizations just sat by a president of a professional, one of our you know professional baseball team, and he is so lonely. And when he stops being that president of that organization, it's going to be even worse hmm. because he doesn't have any source of strength beyond himself. You might think back to the legendary coach, Tom Landry, mm -hmm. and I'll never forget this national television on a reporter sticks a microphone in his face and says, what is it with you, Tom Landry or coach Landry? When you win games, you're even keel. When you lose games, you're the same. We talk to other coaches. They win. They're excited and happy. We talk to them when they, after they lose, they swear at us. They get all mad. You're the same every time. How come you're the same every time? And he turned to that reporter on national television and said, I don't know. I think it's because I have my priorities in order. For me, God comes first. Family comes second. Friends come after that. If I lose on Sunday, I got a whole lot left over. And a lot of people, I'm a hard worker. I love growing businesses. But if you're just about that, if you have no source of strength beyond yourself, you have a hard time lasting at anything. 
I mean, it's very well put. And uh, I think, as you mentioned there at the end, that might be a big part of people finding that balance, uh, you know, figuring out how to be that hard worker and be committed. It also, as you said, have your priorities lined up in a different way as well. With the book itself, The Daily Edge, what would you say you're most proud of, either in how it turned out or the response you've gotten? Uh, what would you point to as kind of that sense of pride from the book? Thanks for asking. I, I am just absolutely blown away and grateful by the response. I mean, it's been uh, just, you know, e- even in the launch week and the kickoff and the number of books, we just had another company order 6,500 more copies just out of the blue. I didn't even know of them, but somebody showed it to them and all these thousands of the reach that it's getting. I think for this book, I mean, I'm very proud of the Trust Edge book in this research that transformed lives and took a different look of trust. In this book, I'm proud of, it's like, it's a third the size of the Trust Edge, but we made it so uh, simple, actionable. It's really beautiful. It's mm-hmm. designed so cool. It's so usable. And I think that I'm proud of, I, I'm proud of that I'm authentic, that I've used those strategies, that they've changed my life and those, many of those we serve. But I'm also proud of this, almost the beauty of it that I could say, it's not me, the designer did such a beautiful <laughs> job of making it so, so cool and easy to use you know, taking those action points, one, two, three page tips that people can implement tomorrow. I mean, that first strategy in the book is the way, basically the idea I used to lose 50 pounds in five and a half months. You know, one of the strategies, something we've heard many times is help people triple their sales. The seed strategy that, you know, those 35 strategies, I'm passionate about them because even though they're simple, they're so actionable today. And I'm, I'm just thrilled that the impact it's made beyond me and even in spite of me. I just love how excited you are about it and about the strategies. And as you mentioned a number of times, how you've utilized these as well. It's not like you're just kind of throwing out the uh, the information, do as I say, not as I do kind of thing. So I, I hope that comes across to all the listeners, just your passion and excitement over it. There are still going to be listeners out there thinking, well, you know, how much is this really going to help? I'm pretty successful. I feel fine. I think things are going well. What would you say to those individuals who kind of feel like, eh, I, I could do without this kind of thing? I would say that's too bad. And it's not that it's this kind of thing. I would just say that perspective in life is very dangerous. We know that one of the top characteristics of great leaders and people are that they're great learners. They continue to learn. They're humble. And I think that myself, I have so much more to learn. This is one part of you know research and all we've used in these companies. We work from everything from the New York Yankees to FedEx to Wells Fargo to whatever, where we've seen a few of these things work in my life and in the lives of those we serve. It's not everything. It's some of the best, of we believe. But that attitude in life, I think, is very dangerous. I remember teaching at one of our country's big military academies. We say it where I used to be a professor, academia breeds arrogance. Because you think you know something, so you think you know something. That's one of the worst things to be. And I still remember one of the biggest problems for a few of the people at that military academy was that they thought they kind of thought they knew it all. And that is a major, it was a major challenge for them and their leadership. I believe at that academy, some of the best, brightest, and bravest young men and women in our country, the biggest challenge for a few of them, they thought they were. And that's a, that's a dangerous place to be. Secondly, I believe and it's a quote I put in the book and we have a a sign of it up in my office and other people have said it differently. This is the way I say it. It's the little things done consistently that make the biggest difference, not the biggest, big things in every area of life. So you've really got to boil down to these daily edge principles. If you want a more successful life, a more successful business, you've got to boil down to these daily edge strategies of 
It's the little things done consistently that make the biggest difference in sales, in life. Look, if I'm overweight, it's because I've had too many scoops of ice cream or mocha lattes over years, not because I ate too much this morning at breakfast. If I'm a good husband, it's because I've loved and honored my wife over years, not because I gave her a diamond ring and a dozen roses one time. Not that that wouldn't help. But if I'm a, if I'm a good leader, it's because I've continually shared the vision consistently. People say all the time, you know, oh, I shared at the annual meeting and I go into the company and nobody knows it. Why? Because if it's not shared every 21, 30 days, nobody knows it. So mm. little things in every area of life. And these are some of the little things that have made the biggest impact in my life and many of those we serve. David, it's been a pleasure uh, listening to you talk about this subject. As I said, I, I think your enthusiasm will hopefully be contagious for those out there. And we appreciate you coming on sharing with us. Tim, it is my pleasure. Thanks for, thanks for letting me share with your audience. So with that, we'll close out this edition of Moving Up the Ladder. Our guest again was David Horsager, keynote speaker, business strategist, and he is a best-selling author. His latest book, The Daily Edge, Simple Strategies to Increase Efficiency and Make an Impact Every Day. If you'd like to give us your thoughts on this or any of our episodes, send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at the LJN, and you can find all of our episodes on iTunes. Just search LJN Radio. Thanks again for listening. I'm Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.